Okay. Hey. How are you getting on? It's a me. It's a me, T. David. It's a me, Mario. Hey, hey, kid. How you getting on? Oh, all right. How are you getting on? Uh, what's your name, little fella? Uh, Darren. How are you? How are you doing, Darren? Uh, do you, tell me. Do you like video games? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, tell me. Uh, who's this? It's a me, Mario. Uh, what? Uh, what? Yeah. Wahoo! Yahoo! What are you doing? Yeah! Woo! Yeah! Woohoo! Will you leave me son alone? I'm just doing Mario for him. I'm just doing a bit of Mario. Jesus Christ! So that's as good a... How are you doing? Um, welcome to Tony Cantwell's Shit Show. Starring, uh, starring me, Tony Cantwell. And do you know what? I'm going to level with you. Tony Cantwell's Shit Show, more like... Tony Cantwell shithole. The place is a shithole. This office that I'm in. I'll tell you, this office looks how I feel. A bloody mess. I've not been looking after myself. I came on here spouting shite. I told you this, you can't listen to me. You shouldn't listen to me. I came on here spouting shite. New year, new me. I'm going to run a fucking 10k. Uh, Yeah, more like 10,000 fucking chicken balls. Instead of 10 kilometers, instead of 10,000 meters, more than 10,000 fucking chicken balls. I'm a little pudding boy. I've not been looking after myself. I'm getting too many takeaways. I've been getting too many takeaways. (laughs) I'm going to have to start timing when I get my takeaways. I'm getting too many. I need to make it a special occasion, right? One, One every so often. Do you know what I mean? Because at the moment, I'm a little chicken ball man. Little pudding boy. Little pudding boy. I'm a pudding boy. Who's eating chicken balls. I feel like if I come in to this house again with another brown bag full of Chinese, my wife is going to leave me. It's got that bad. Uh, you know. And, I'm, and, you know, I say this. I say this all the time. I say, hey, do you know what? I say, you know, this whole... <laughs> what am I talking about? I say, I say, I'm not editing this, Gary. I'm not editing this. This is going out fucking raw. We're doing it raw. We're doing this unedited. I'm just saying, right? You wouldn't treat a dog like that. Where does that stem from? Is you wouldn't actually treat a dog like that. You would give it love. You would give it compassion. And I'll be honest, if I saw a man feeding a horse the amount of chicken balls I've had in the last few weeks, I'd call the fucking police. Stop giving him fucking chicken balls! Hey, you're all, you're all right, Shaka. We're here, we're here to help you. No! But I love them! I love curry sauce! And he's trying to eat the chicken balls out of the feeding bag. And I'm trying to... No! Stop! And his eyes are going white. No! He's addicted. And I think I'm addicted, so I need to rein it in. I need to go for maybe a bit of a healthier takeaway. Because I'm not going to rein I'm not going to stop having takeaways. But I just need to rein it in. I've not been looking after myself. So, you know, whatever. And you know, especially guys, considering the fact that you in your droves. You. The amazing guys, girls. And gender fluids. 
came together to vote for me in the Hot Press Comedian of the Year thing. When everyone was getting all their their things of the year, Hip Hop Act of the Year, and you know, uh, Hosier won, uh, won, won Artist of the Decade because of the Reader's Poll. And you very kindly voted me the second best comedian uh, on, in the world. It didn't specify Ireland. It didn't specify Ireland. You voted me the second best comedian in the world uh, behind fucking blow in Tommy Tiernan. But whatever. Whatever. He could do with it. He can. He. Uh, no, he's, he's the best. So thank you very much for that, guys. So do you know what? I owe you. I owe you that I should be looking after myself. And not coming on here to this podcast in a fucking, with a fucking rain cloud above my head. How does that happen? How do you get voted second best comedian in Ireland and still be in a strop? I tell you what, it's the fucking pints and it's the chicken balls. So I'm going to start looking after myself. A happy Tony makes a good episode of this podcast. And also, do you know what? I also did a big cloud. Last week's episode was class and I know it was good, right? This is the difficult follow-up to that. And I came in, I came, and, I'm, and I've come into this episode topicless, topicless, topicless. This podcast is a French beach in that it's topicless, top, topless. I don't have a topic. I'm just going to wing it, man. I'm just going to be, I've got a couple of things maybe I'll talk about. But I do want to talk, but thanks very much for, the, for voting me. I do appreciate that. In the reader's poll, you know. Bloody re, read it and whip, you poll. I'm going to go into a bloody... By Hot Press Magazine from one of those Polski Schleps. You know the Polish shops? They're called Polski, Polski Schleps. And I'm going to go into the Polski Schlep and I'm going to say, read it and weep, poll. I was voted number two in the reader poll. He'd be like, get out of the shop now. I've also had too much coffee. Guys, anything? anyone want anything from the Polski Schlep? Guys, we're just going to go get, get some uh, Kobanosi sausages from the Polsky Schleps. Anyone want anything? <laughs> Tony follows up a soft drink video with abysmal Polsky Schlep video. Um, speaking of the Poles, right? There you go. Um, I, I did a, a funny joke that I told. Uh, in real life, this is a couple of, a couple of years back, just uh, but you know I could do with the content here in this podcast. Uh, a couple of years ago, we were getting the a uh, barge down the Shannon, right? And if you have ever been down the Shannon, you, you'd know that these big sticks, these poles sticking up, um, that kind of uh, dictate which side you're meant to be on. Because if you go on the wrong side of it, you know you're uh, you're going to end up beached, right, and and, and marooned uh, on on the on the bank. So um, the guy was showing us how to do the barge, and he's like, "Oh, so you know that goes forward, uh, that goes back, and when you're steering, just just make sure you're on the right side of the poles." And I said, "The poles is a bloody Germans you need to watch out for." Yeah, yeah, right side of the poles. Well, in terms of history, you want to be on the fucking right side of the, you know, the Germans are. Uh, and he fucking creased, man. He was laughing so hard that he fell off the boat. The guy. No, he didn't hear me. Um, do you ever have anyone tell you a bit of obvious, like obvious trivia? And you have to be like, oh, yeah, I knew that, Jay. Yeah. Like obvious trivia. I'm going to start. I'm going to start, this is what I'm going to start doing when someone tells me a bit of obvious trivia. Like, say someone says, um, do you know, um, you know Hitler wasn't actually German, he was Austrian. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Hit them with an El Tuscan Raider. Um, did you know that, uh, that uh, hey, did you know Hey Jude, the, the Beatles song? 
Um, did you know that was originally Hey Jules? It was actually written about uh, Julian Lennon. Oh, yeah, really? Deep! I'm not having a go. Well, I am having a go, and I will have a go. And, um, hey, hey, if that's the intro, ooh, are you in for a phenomenal episode this week of Tony Cantwell's Shit Show. I'm not going to lie, guys. Uh, Gary is Gary's in pretty good control. I keep telling him to fuck off, but uh, you know, he's uh, he's 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 got his fingers in today. Because um, I've been on tour, guys. I've been having a great time on tour. I've been having a really good time, but I've also been wined and dined, been eating shite, and been having all the pints. I tell you, after shows in the green room, I am drinking. Pints after pints. Da, 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 da. I will be drinking pints after pints. And I need... My wife said this to me. She said, you know, Tony, you do realize you're at work. Like, could you imagine I went in to my office and I was just cane in the pints? Or I stayed in my place of work after I'd done my job and I was just drinking pint after pint. Now, you know, she's not having to go. But it's also just... Moderation, do you know what I mean? But I just get so excited. I get so excited. I get so excited about getting off the stage and a gig going well that I need that there's a big empty hole. And this is this is something I need to reaffirm with my my head, right? There's some people who do something well and they feel like they want to pat themselves on the back. So what they do is they do something to treat themselves. Like maybe get a new skin cream. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about, but you know what I mean. They might get something new. They might, oh, I'm going to treat myself now to uh, some new running shoes. Uh, I'm going to now treat myself to, uh, you know, an aftershave or something that's a bit of self-care. I'm going to treat myself to a haircut because I've done something well. I am like constantly, I do something well that I'm proud of. And I'm my immediate thing is, now how do I completely jeopardize this? Now how do I... How do I fill this thing full of chicken balls? Why is there a hole? Why is there a hole after I do something well? I should be happy with myself. So I've been drinking pint after pint. So I'm just going to, you know, I'm in the middle of the tour now. The tour's been going well. I'm thinking the second leg of this tour, I'm going to just rein it in, rein it in a little bit, you know. Like, I've been going wild. But I definitely haven't, I've definitely been like, you know, I haven't been prioritizing my own happiness. And not in the long run. Do you know what I mean? And I told you this before. I would I I want to start celebrating people prioritizing their own happiness and I need to start fucking what am I talking about? Whatever. But the tour's been going well. Uh ooh, though almost got boot almost got booed off the stage uh in Limerick. Only one part. Uh, the Limerick it was a great crowd. Rowdy AF though. Uh there was a there was a little hecklin fella. Little hecklin fella up the front. Who uh he thought he knew all the punchlines. Uh but he didn't. And uh, he was trying to get just get them all in there just ahead of time. Um, no, but aside from that, it was a good gig. Um, but I did have a kind of throwaway line where I was like, um, I, uh, where I was, uh, why, am I, why am I just distracting myself? We're not editing this, guys. We're going fucking raw. Um, so I was making, a, I was talking about getting the bus in Dublin. 
And I was like, yeah, I was at the top deck of the bus. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, not to brag, but we have double-decker buses in Dublin. And everyone went, fuck, boo, boo. I was like, fuck, what did I do? And then I said, whoa, 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 do, do you have them here now? And then someone just shouted up, yeah, they came in last year. <laughs> so I fucked it. I fucked it. Yeah, they came in last year. Well, sorry. The last time I was here, you didn't. So they let me have it. But I'll be more careful in future. Because I didn't like that feeling of being booed. It was like that uh, Jimmy Fallon with uh, RuPaul when RuPaul was on The Tonight Show. And he's like, uh, so RuPaul, you're, you're probably the, the world's most famous drag queen. And RuPaul was like, oh, drag queen? Like, like offended by that. And Jimmy's face is just like, oh, I'm cancelled. Everything's over. Oh, my God. My life is a fucking shithole. And then uh, RuPaul's like, drag queen. I am the queen of drag. And everyone's like, yay. And Jimmy Fallon looks so annoyed. He looks so annoyed because he thought, how dare you make me feel like my life had just been cancelled. Honestly, his face when RuPaul looked, oh, drag queen, it looked like, Jimmy had said, like, some sort of slur, some homophobic slur or something, and, and not realize, because uh, he was breaking it. So, similarly, me mentioning the buses in Limerick, oh, God, I'll be more careful in the future, right? I'm going to show up to all my gigs, say, hey, you, promoter, what's your fucking name? Whatever. Yeah, what's the name of this fucking kip? Cork City? <laughs> yeah, okay, they got fucking double-decker buses here in Cork City? Yeah, okay, I'll keep it out of my routine. Yeah, thanks for nothing. So I'll just be more careful. Um, so I have a new segment as well. Sorry, I should have. Uh, I got a new segment for you guys. This is my new segment, right, called uh, Tony's Name Drop Corner, where I name drop that I was talking to someone um, famous. So this is just a way of me doing it in a segment so that I don't, so Gary doesn't get one, doesn't stick one in and think, why are you fucking name dropping, right? So this is my, my segment, Tony's Name Drop Corner, right? Here we go. Here we go, right? <clears throat> Is it Louis Walsh or Bono? He's the horn for. Let's find out this week in Tony's name drop corner. Here we go. You can't. So it's trying to hose your there. Was it Louis? No, um, <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I, I was messaging Hosier on Instagram. Right? And let me tell you how it went down, right? And I was, I don't know, if you like Ozzy, I think Ozzy is brilliant. We won Arts of the Decade. In the same awards where I won second best comedian in the, in the earth, right? And um, he, um, I had tagged him in a thing because he, his picture was on Hot Press, but I had my name beside it. It's a Tony Campbell, right? So I, I wrote, I, I put a picture of it on uh, Instagram. And I circled my name and I wrote, guys, for God's sake, will you get, you know, stop this. I'm not hosier, right? Um, and then the next thing is about me winning the, the, the second best comedian in the universe. Um, and then he um, he messaged me, right? And he goes, uh, Daddy, do you know I'm Bono? As a, as a reference to one of my videos. And I'm like, oh, my God, he watches that. And then he said, uh, uh, and congrats on, on, on the, you know, the win or whatever, the position. Um, and then I said, right, he said, congrats on that, right? And I said, well, thanks, Hosier. Um, I guess you can take me to Chuffed. So, so he said, congrats on the thing. And I said, well, I, I guess you can take me to Chuffed. Take me to Chuffed. And, um, and he didn't write back. 
Was it Louis Walsh or Bono heed the horn for this, this week? It was fucking Hosier, yeah. Shout to Hosier there. Do you like the segment? Great. So, um, as I said, guys, we're going topicless. We're going, you liked last week's episode? It had a nice structure to it. Well, that's not happening now. <laughs> There's no structure to this. I haven't, look, I was busy over the weekend, right? And I would normally kind of have some rough things I wanted to talk about that I could kind of flesh out and talk a bit more. It's not easy. It's not easy doing what I do. So what I've asked you to do is you guys actually help me out. And I've asked you to ask me some questions so I can talk about them on the podcast. Does that sound cool? Great. I can hear you all shouting back into your headphones. That sounds amazing. Um, okay. Let's have a look here. Um, um, old, old Dirty Rust. Old Dirty Rust says, favorite pancake topping. Um, I would have to say um, just sugar and lemon juice. Or as my granddad used to call it, jip. I put a bit jip on me pancake. Used to call it jif. Because then there was jif. Here's this top drawer banter for for anyone. But, you know, you had Jif, which was the Jif micro micro liquid or whatever washing liquid, and then you had the lemon with was Sif, um, and uh, my granddad used to call both of them Jip. sugar and a bit of Jip on that there. Um. Hey, and what's the deal with pancakes? You you eat one and then you're like I'm full. But you keep going. <laughs> um, Mr. Money Murray says, talk about the Gale Talked or the Debs Irish experiences. <laughs> Are you a robot? <laughs> Give me Irish experiences. Um, I never went to the Gale Talked and I fucking hated the Gale Talked. I tell you why, right? Because the Gale Talked, this is what the fucking Gale Talked did, right? School would, school would finish, right? You're 13, you're 14, whatever it is, your, your school finishes, you know, you start chatting, you start chatting to some of the girls in the summertime. You're like, wow, look at this. Last year, we were fucking running around um, thinking a tree was haunted, going up to the haunted tree and being within 100 meters of the haunted, this is just, there was a fucking tree. There was a tree in apparently in, in uh, St. Vincent's in uh, Marino, in Charlemont, right? And they said that the tree was haunted, just like a haggard old tree. We were like, oh, go close to the tree. That was the height of of entertainment back then, going up to a tree that looked a bit dodge. And then all of a sudden you're like, all oh, right, wow, there's girls here. I mean, they're all dressed in the same thing. They're all wearing T-shirts and flares and Converse, but whatever. There's still technically girls here. This is crazy. And you're trying to crack onto the girl. And then you think, right, this is going really well. Wow, I might lose my frigidity this summer. And then what happens? They'll fuck off to the Gale Talked. They fuck off to the Gale Talk. They're hanging out with all the Northern Irish guys for whatever reason. They're Northern Irish guys. We're, we're big. The Dublin girls love the Northern Irish guys. Northern Irish guys like Dublin girls. Whatever. They both like the accent. And then they'd come back talking about fucking Donal and Paul and all the lads. And, and, then, they're, and then they're kind of getting sad because they miss these lads. And you're so desperate for affection that you're there comforting them. The one you want to fucking meet. About how she fucking couldn't meet the guy she fuck. Oh, what the fuck? Fuck it. Hate the Gale Talked. And while they were all at the Gale Talked, 
to entertain ourselves, me and my mates used to draw plans about how we were going to blow up the Gale Talks. Now, we didn't. We didn't blow up any Gale Talks, but we were like, we're going to go out to fucking Aaron Moore and we're going to fucking, we're going to plant bombs at the base so that it fucking floats off into the sea. Fuck you, Aaron Moore. Or wherever. I don't remember if it was Aaron Moore. And they could have been from Donegal. They might have not been Northern Irish. I don't know. I don't want to offend anyone, but fuck you, Paul and Donal. Um, now the Debs. The Debs. Debs, great crack. I tell you, the best Debs ever. I tell you, here's a little pro tip for you. Go to the Debs on your own. Go with the lads. Honestly, there's enough time for you to be going on dates and making sure someone is all right. Okay? Go on your own with the lads. I've gone to three Debs, right? I went to the Maryfield Debs with my my ex-girlfriend then she went to my art school devs and then i went to another art school devs right i went to two art school devs i went to one because we had a lot of friends who um had gone so i decided to do transition year and so then i had a lot of friends up until that point you know from up to third year so then when they were finishing they were having their devs and i'm like you know what i know all those can i go to that devs as well and we were allowed to buy tickets and go to their devs even though we were in fifth year they were in sixth year right and then I went to another Debs the year after. My actual Debs, where because we'd already gone with dates, we decided, you know, we're just going to get tickets for ourselves, the lads. Fucking best Debs ever. It was just, I mean, just you don't have to worry about, you know, is everyone all right? Hey, we're all here, you know. It was fucking cut loose. It was unreal. My recommendation, go with the girlos. I mean, if you're a girl, uh, go with the boy Raz. If you're a boy, don't bring a date to the Debs. There's plenty of time to be sitting down at boring dinners. Although your man, what was his name? Uh, Eurostar, the tra- George Murphy, right? George Murphy was at the Maryfield Debs. And we were like, yeah, you, you, old triangle, yeah, kiss an old triangle there, George, get an old triangle. And he sang the old triangle, and um, you could hear a fucking pin drop. It was brilliant. So, shame on me. Um, uh, John Oh, ha, ha, ha. John Oh, ha, ha, ha asks, Are you a good me? What do you think? You seen my lips, motherfucker? I think I'm really good. At me and there. This is something. This is something that I, when I first, when I found out that I was a frigid, right? I found out I was a frigid before I even found out what meeting was, right? I literally go into school, and fucking Mark Moore says to me, "Hey, Cantwell, you're a little frigid." And I was like, "What is that?" And he says, "A frigid is someone who's never put their tongue in another girl's mouth." And I was like, "Is that bad?" He goes, "Yeah." I'm like, "Right, fuck this." This is shit. It's literally the first day of fourth class. And I'm already from some fucking sexual minority here. And that doesn't sound like fun. Meeting girls. That doesn't sound like tongue in another girl's mouth. That was always the thing. If someone had just said it was kissing. And then you can get a bit more adventurous with kissing. Kids should not be putting their tongues in other, girl, other people's mouths. <laughs> well, they can do whatever they want. But I just think if it was more focused on the kissing. Then I would have realized, you know what? I'm actually going to be class at this because my lips are class. My pi- I pillowy lips. But this whole tongue thing, I still don't want to, like, you know, kiss my wife all the time. I prefer not to use tongue. Unless, you know, unless it's getting a bit crazy. Unless it's getting a bit crazy. But I much prefer to have just lips and we're doing maybe a bit of tenderness. Whatever. You know. So I'd say, I don't know what you asked. <laughs> am I a good me? Yeah, I am a good me. I'm a class me. Um, and I would say to kids who are frigids, <laughs> if you're a frigid, don't focus on the tongue thing. That gets scary, right? Just focus on having a little kiss. Um, uh, I've been fired from many jobs. How can I help my confidence to get another job? 
Um, um, G major, nineteen ninety one. I mean, I thought you'd fucking ask me questions about me. I think you're fucking focused on you here. What the fuck is this shit? No, I'm only messing. G major. Uh, I think you need to let yourself try things and don't view things as kind of failures. You know, things things happen. You know, if you find there's a consistent thing where you're like, oh, I actually feel like I've got issues with authority and I don't really like that. Either that's something you have to overcome or you have to decide I need to figure out a way of making money for myself. You know, like you're like, um, is there something you could do now? I mean, Gary V is all about, you know, entrepreneurship or anything like that. Is there any job is with one of those jobs that maybe paid you the lowest wage? Is there a way you could still earn that wage? By selling stuff, by buying stuff and selling stuff, you know? Is there a way that you actually could, um, you could actually work for yourself? Is that possible, you know? Uh, in terms of going into another place, look, just keep you keep doing it. Like, it doesn't define you, you know? If there is a consistent reason why, like, this is the thing. Like, I, I was sacked from office shoes, right? Because I was constantly late. I worked for office shoes when I was in London. Uh, and I was late every day. And I left early. <laughs> I was late every single day. Um, and everyone told me, like, I was late for school all the time. And I'd come in and I'd start running out of excuses. You know, I'd go in and they'd be like, why are you late now? And I'm like, oh, the bus was late. And they'd be like, right, get an earlier bus. I'm like, okay. And then I'd come in. Oh, sorry, I'm late. I was locked in. My ma locked the door and locked me in. I always thought that was a good excuse, saying that you got locked in. People like, oh, I got locked out and I got locked in. My flatmate locked me in. So you can give that one a go. And then I was running out of excuses, so much so that I just was like, you know, I'm just going to start saying personal stuff so that they don't get out. There's no follow-up questions. So I was like, oh, I'm just, I'm, I've got, why are you late? Oh, my penis. What? Why are you late? Because of, because of my penis, sir. All right. And that I, I got away with that for a while. <clears throat> but I was late in office every single day. And they did the whole thing. They were like, all right, do you know what? I'm going to, you're going to get a, a written warning or a verbal warning, written warning, and sit down. And then after that, you're sacked, right? So I was late every day. And they gave me the verbal warning. They said, Tony, look, you're a nice guy. You're a nice guy, but, you know, it's not going to cut it. I'm like, okay, sorry about that. And then I go with Kate, I kept being late. And they're like, all right, Tony, look, this is your written warning. And I was like, okay, thank you. Yeah, look. Message received. I won't. I won't be the next day. I'm like, all right, Tony. We literally said it to you. This is the sit down. If you're late one more time, honestly, if you are late one more time, and this wasn't just three occurrences. This was like I had them. You know, I was late shitloads of times, and they were like, whatever, fine, it's fine. We won't. You know, I'm in a good mood. Just whatever. And then it was like, right, Tony. If you're late one more time, and the next day I was late. And then they said, okay, Tony, we need to bring you over to a different office shoes to have a word with you. And I was like, okay, cool. What's this about? And they were like, are you serious? Just go, go chat in the next office shoes. So I went into office shoes, right? Left all my stuff in the other office shoes, went over to a different office shoes. And they were like, Tony, we, um, we have to let you go. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> but Why? Are you fucking serious? You fucking idiot. Because you're late. We told you. So what happens? Right? You just, <laughs> you know, well, I didn't want to work in a shoe shop. But I, I should have, but that's something that, that is something that regardless, there was a skill there I needed to learn, which was not be late all the time. 
you know. And think if there's a way of incentivizing yourself. So, I don't know. Um, you said you've been sacked from, from a couple of jobs. Is there something consistent in the reason why? You know, if it is an exterior factor like the boss was a cunt, might be the case that, you know, might might have been, might have been, but you know what? It might just be the case that you're viewing it maybe that way. And if other people aren't get, having the same experience, then maybe it is something on you. Not having a go. Maybe it's something on you. But if you find that um, there is something like, say you're working in a bar and you keep getting the orders wrong, maybe your brain doesn't work that way. Maybe your brain doesn't work in terms of being able to kind of keep tallies of orders, you know? This is the thing. We, we often see what other people can do and just assume that we can do it. But our brains all work differently. I mean, 200, we have the same brain as an ape had or the, the, you know, the homo fucking, homo erectus, <laughs> homo erectus, damn near killed us, <laughs> uh, had. like two. So if there, was a, if there was an ape child brought into this world, it would be raised the exact same. It's the exact same brain, right? So there's certain things that we're capable of. And, and trying to do something that your brain kind of just isn't fit for is only going to make you more anxious and wind you up even further. And maybe just there's aspects of life that you, you know, there's other things types of things maybe a better job is you kind of been left to your own devices maybe a better job is like working in it or uh being left alone with like a project where you can just kind of tinker away with your headphones in that's a bit more technical coding or something like that i mean definitely coding is a different part of a brain than retail you know so you know if you've sent me this message you're probably under 30 <laughs> so you you've got plenty of time like view it like like people it isn't the old model and, and people still think that it's... Obviously, it isn't the old model where you have a job for life. We know that. But the official model is you have a job for five years and then you get a different job. And that can be a different career. So embrace it, you know? Embrace it. Allow yourself to be sacked and try something else. Um, um, let's see. Um, uh, crooked Vulture... Crooked Vulture underscore asks, what is the greatest baseline ever? Um, I think it is Too Shy by Kajagoogoo. Um, you can give that a lash. Um, um, uh, let's have a look here. Did you always want to be a comedian? What did you want to be when you were younger? It's Paddy O'Donoghue, you, you won. Uh, I actually did always want to be a comedian, but I wouldn't say it. I didn't want to say it out loud. I didn't want to say it. I thought people would laugh at me for the wrong reason. It's that Joker thing, isn't it? Uh, when people said I wanted to be a comedian, they all laughed. You could say that, buddy. Um, yeah, I did. And I, and I think I went to my dad and I was like, Dad, I want to be a comedian. And he's like, okay, you know that's going to be a lot of work. And I was like, right, fuck that. <laughs> uh, and that, you know. But it was, it's, you know. It's like anything. But I don't know what it is about the, being a comedian. People don't want to ever think. No one ever says that they're funny. You know. No one will ever say. It's like, say, you know. So you're being a fucking model. Right, notions. You know. Fucking notions on you. Or... It's not never the same with a singer, 
You know, people seem to tolerate that, but a comedian, well, you think you're fucking funny, you know? Uh, or I want to be a footballer. You're like, well, you're not fucking that good. You know, people feel like they want to fucking take it down. And I think it's people kind of, I think when, when people hear that and they think, you know, like I, I remember hearing people in school thinking, I want to be a professional footballer. People being like, oh, you fucking like me, you know? And I think people, the reason people shit on that is because it kind of echoes in their brain where they're like, oh, that's too big a dream. And, you know, that's too big of a dream. And are you telling me that we can actually be whatever we want? And that I actually can fulfill my dreams? And they need to kind of like, no, no, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen for me. It's not going to happen for you. So I need to bury your dream. You know, I think people get a kind of, and like, I don't, I don't begrudge people. It's just a kind of way of coping. It's a way of coping with that, with that, uh, that, that terrified part of your brain, a terrified part of your brain, which is like, if I just can, if I can convince myself this can't happen, I'll never be disappointed that it never happened, you know? Um, so you kind of want to keep that healthy in your head, you know? Like, I even find it now, like, I find myself just fucking crippled with, paralysis sometimes of a of a of like a monday or a tuesday when i'm like i have my dream job here and i don't know where to start and i'm always coming up with ideas but then i'm like and actually following through with it and trying to develop it and then i then the part of the brain comes into it where it's like it's not going to be as funny as original idea the original idea is something pure don't tarnish it by trying to actually make it because it's not going to be as good as you thought it was going to be and you're kind of crippled by it and it's just that part of your brain that's a resistance that's kind of saying you know, no, don't try, because you might you might hurt yourself. It's kind of protecting yourself. Anyway, you asked me, did I always want to be a comedian? Yeah, I did. And then when I didn't think that was possible, when I didn't think that was possible, then there was no reason to think it wasn't going to be possible. Um, but then I was like, no, do you know what? I'm going to be a director. I'm going to be like Kevin Smith. I really wanted to be a director. I really wanted to make movies, comedy movies. I even wrote a script when I was like 15 uh, called Line Wars, Line Wars. Um, which was basically like clerks. Uh, and it was clerks taking place uh, for two lads camping out uh, for episode one, to queue, queue up for episode one, to watch The Phantom Menace. And it was... And actually, do you know what? It wasn't bad. Because it actually, it actually had more themes than I would give it credit for. It was like thematically all about kind of being a bit of a dosser and putting everything on the line just for the kind of gratification of a film and it never matching up to your expectations and life not really matching up to your expectations. Um, and then I thought, yeah, I'm going to be a director. I'm going to be like Kevin Smith. And then I was like, you know, I fucking, I just, I didn't have the fucking belief. I didn't have the belief. I was deluded enough, but I didn't have the belief. I didn't have the belief just to say that's what I want to do. But I heard Jerry Seinfeld I think I've said this on the podcast before. Jerry Seinfeld uh, said that um, he did his very first comedy gig. Uh, he died on his arse. And then someone said, well, why did you go back up? And he's like, because that's what comedians do. I was a comedian. As soon as I went up on the first stage, that's what I do. I'm a comedian. You know, I find... Here's a little tip for you, right? If you got something that you really want to do, uh, and say if it's you do want to get into comedy, say you want to be an actor, say you want to be an engineer, you know, why don't you write it down? Why don't you put it on your Twitter bio? Why don't you put it on your Instagram bio? You know, Jimmy, Jimmy Clem, engineer, you know, 
Tassel McGavin uh, actor. Um, Brad Brad Bosco author. Whatever. Um, just I act like it, you know. Put it on the bio and start acting like it. Um, let's see here. Hey. Hey, kid. Spoiler alert. I tried to make it raw. It was not fucking raw. This podcast has not been raw. I've edited this. In fact, from the last voice that you heard before this one started becoming all hushed and quiet was at like... Uh, 11 o'clock, 11 a.m. And now it's 12 a.m. The following 12 hours. Uh, Because I... (laughs) I had a little strop. For whatever reason. Gary got very loud. And I slammed my laptop closed. And I fucking stormed off for the day. And I was like, fuck it. I'm not even going to fucking put one out. I'm not even going to put one part. I didn't know. I never actually said that. I never actually said that. But I was kind of like, I was kind of like, fuck this. Fuck talk. I don't want to be talking. I don't want to be talking. I got in my head like, why am I giving advice? Why am I giving advice? Why am, you know, spoofer. Spoofer on show. Huh? Why am I giving advice? So I thought, what, what am I doing? So I slammed it. And now I'm back. And I'm more relaxed. Not really. <laughs> it's one of those days. I just need to have a little nap. Well, I'm not a nap. I'll go for a little. I'm going to go to bed. But I'm going to read out more. I'm going to answer a few more of these questions. <laughs> uh, I'm going to pick some. I'm going to pick a, pick a different topic. I'm going to pick a topic next week. I'm not going to do this. Let's see. What are people saying? When you come to, when you come to Switzerland. <laughs> it says... Put a putane uh, Someone says that. Um, hey man, you find me a sixty-seater venue minimum, and I'll be on my way to Lucerne in no time. Um, do you love Fanny? Says Brian Murphy. I do. Uh, I actually, my, my wife uh, slags me all the time because whenever like uh, I see like a jellyfish, or like a really fancy-looking flower. Um, she's always like, you're thinking about Fanny, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about Fanny. Silks as well, the way they drape. Um, um, you don't need to know this. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I love Fanny. I think Fanny's class. I mean, I have you know spoken for. Her. I have one that I like. I have one that I like. She'd love to hear that. Um, some people are horrible. Some people are asking horrible things. Um. Let's see. Mwuris.oc Tell you what, I'm going to answer you this question. Mwuris.oc Any tips for new stand-ups? First open mic experience, etc. I am going to answer you this question. Despite the voice that was telling me earlier that I can't be an authority on telling people uh, what they can do. There are people. I don't need to say this. But I'll caveat this. Of course, there are people far more experienced than me. There are people far into their stand-up journey and life than I am. I am in my infancy in the stand-up thing. So, so what's the? let me tell you this. What's the Steve Martin quote? Yeah, here it is. He says, 
I did stand-up comedy for 18 years. Ten of those years were spent learning, four years were spent refining, and four years were spent in wild success. Now, you know, for him to say 14 years, he didn't even have it figured out yet. You know what I mean? So, I don't know what advice. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there are far more people. But from what I've experienced so far, I've I've realized a few things. These are not things I abide by all the time. Um, one, uh, staring at a blank piece of paper is hard. The best thing to do is actually kind of just is a mental mind shift where you're like hanging out with friends and they and they they you say something that makes them laugh. Write it down, uh, and write down things that you find funny. Write down topics that you find funny. Kind of uh, try and start chronicling all the things that you find funny. Uh, and write them down on a list and then when you have the list you can kind of expand from that writing a, a completely blank sheet of paper you know you're going to just be banging your head off a wall it, is, it just it can't be done maybe do a bit of a brain dump see what funny topics come out and then but you know it's, that's that's difficult um, uh, you when you first do uh, stand up all of your logic goes out the window uh, so all the things that you think you can rely on like everything even breathing goes out the window. So you have to rehearse it, unfortunately. You just have to rehearse it. You have to know exactly what you're going to say, if you're starting off at least. Uh, and if you can even get it down to the tone of voice you're going to say it, great. Like You'll get to the point where you can make it look uh, simple. Or you can make it look... I think Steve Martin as well said, people don't want to see comedians be funny. They want to see regular people be funny. So he did as best he could to make it seem like everything was spontaneous coming out from, from him. That it was like a regular person going above and beyond. Uh, if you're in college, ask if you can host things. Ask if you can host a battle of the bands. Ask if you can host a fashion show. Ask if there's any, if there's some opportunity for you to be in front of a group of crowd, a crowd of people. Uh, because that's the real thing to learn is how to read the kind of ebb and flow of a crowd um, and set up book comedy gigs with our comedians so that you can get spots do whatever you can just to get experience and keep a tally of all your gigs and record your gigs and then try and do them better Um. so yeah and also do you know what because I'm of a kind of a changing uh because I come from an experience of uh, having a social media following and that getting me spots, that's done more for than anything, is some level of not even notoriety. But if you can get your fans coming to your gig, that's what everyone wants. So if you can figure out a way of leapfrogging that, do it. And get better in front of your fans, you know? I mean, Jesus, I don't know any comedian alive who wouldn't want to be performing in front of people who already know who they are you know so um, even if it's not necessarily putting out sketches or putting out videos and definitely don't don't put out any videos of you doing material yet one is one thing is you're going to have uh, it's not going to be good enough yet and also uh, you're also not going to be able to perform it again and you need to kind of, like, don't put that out for the first two years, I'd say, until you're getting paid regularly to do it. 
until you're kind of you have so many jokes you're throwing them out to make room for your other jokes then put your stuff online um but i would start a, a fan page or a page for your social for your comedy uh, and i would i would personally ask every single person who currently follows you on any other social media whether it's instagram twitter tiktok whatever it is you personally like each person message them and ask them to follow you on this that's what i did with my page and i found me getting to like a thousand likes meant even just getting to there on facebook uh from asking friends and asking them to ask friends that was purely organic that wasn't the soft drink thing but that meant that when the soft drink thing happened a lot more people could i know i'm being very fucking serious and i don't think this is fucking funny but look <laughs> gary's not winning this one this podcast is going at fucking six hours why do i do this to myself anyway get on to your friends ask them to follow you and i do a couple more here what would your ideal Star Wars movie be? I'll tell you what my fucking ideal Star Wars movie would have been. The fucking sequel to The Last Jedi would have been... Sorry, who asked me this? Mark Lynch, 96. Let me tell you my ideal Star Wars movie, Mark Lynch, 96. My ideal Star Wars movie... Because I can buy it, right? I think... I think... If, if it had been The Force Awakens and then The Last Jedi, as it happened, not a perfect film. Force Awakens, by no means perfect film. But the rise of Skywalker, right? If it had been, you know, uh, Kylo Ren is Supreme Commander and he's almost on a fucking genocidal fucking rant, you know, genocidal tirade across the galaxy. He's just, he's just this misery. And he's just trying to kill. He just wants to kill. He just wants to feel something again. Because he's, he's you got this kind of fucked up force connection with Ray, right? And then you've got kind of what you've seen in that Jewel of the Fates script. The kind of Colin Trevorrow script. Where you have the rebels doing crazy fucking guerrilla tactics. It's getting crazy and bloody. They steal a Star Destroyer. You joking me? They steal a Star Destroyer, right? That's her thing. You have Finn, um, in some capacity, lead uh, a stormtrooper revolt against Kylo Ren, who's become all-powerful, right? And you have uh, General Hooks as well, as some sort of political... Maybe he goes down the route of the kind of emperor. Maybe he's a kind of causes a mutiny. Maybe he becomes supreme commander and has conflict within the First Order, right? General Hooks. Because he was a fucking great character. They fucking shafted Donald Gleeson on that. Um, and then you have, I don't know, Cameron Poe um, kind of becoming admirable, Admiral Poe. You know, he's he's kind of become a bit more of a, forced himself, forced himself to be a bit more of a diplomat in the fight to kind of get more uh, more ships to, to the for the final battle. Uh, you know, and then you can have and then maybe you don't have Kylo. Maybe you have Rey turn. You know? Maybe you have Rey... Uh, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Just some sort of closure. Character closure. You know, Finn... Uh, Finn should have had something to do with the Stormtroopers. 
and um, whatever. It's all fucking dog shit, man. Ideal Star Wars movie. Ideal Star Wars movie is if they start just doing fucking Mandalorian episodes or just using the Star Wars world to just tell westerns or horror stories or like that episode of The Mandalorian. You'll see it now on Disney+. Plus. I won't tell you how I saw it. <laughs> but there's one episode where literally they use the same corridor background over and over to tell this kind of like bottle episode that all takes place on one space station and it's it's equal parts you know heist movie horror and you know alien sci-fi it's unreal because it just kind of and like you know there doesn't like how do you have better characters in the Mandalorian than Rogue One you know I don't know I'll do a full Mandalorian episode sometime soon right I'm gonna answer one more and I'm gonna go to bed or for you you're probably getting started with your day whatever who would have been an applied Plune or Neen no one's taken down Plune you could fucking smash a brick off his head he'll come after you um let's see um, how are you keeping, Tony? This is Craig Madden. Do you know what? I'm keeping good, Craig. I'm keeping good. I just need to... Uh, <laughs> I need to not use my ever-growing podcast as a therapy session. I mean, I'm trying to attract new listeners. I'm trying to be blind boy. And do you know what? Do you know what I need to fucking do? Read a fucking book. Then I can come in here with some topics. Some topics for you. So that's what I'm going to do. little challenge for myself. I'm going to read a book. And i got to come back at you next week. And tell you what I thought of my book. So there you are now. Um, right. Look, that's an episode. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for your very nice votes. And thank you very much for coming to see me on tour. And if you'd like to see me more on tour. More on tour. Um... Let me tell you when you can do that. You can see me uh, on March 14th in Rathoth in Meath. On March 21st in the Spirit Store in Dundalk. On March 28th in Cavanaghs in Port Leash. There will also probably be a late April date um, for a live episode of the podcast. So keep following me on the Soch for all that. And as always, guys. Guys. They loved you. You were so much fun. You were up there. You were dancing. You were shaking it. They loved you. And whatever. I'll see you next week. Show.